There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Bear. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. In person. In person, but I'm pissed. Why, though? We lost an award again. I'm, I'm furious, and I can't believe on our own network, we would lose the award for best comedy podcast. Why? Do bullshit. you do this to us, iHeart? I'm turning around looking at the producer. It's not... And it, I'm pissed. It's not Anna's fault. No, it is. First she's of all, part of the whole operation. It's corporate structures. She's a part of it. She's a part of it. But you know, she's our producer, and if we're going to go by and just like that rules, we got to make out with her in the elevator. Can I say that was so hot? Ugh. Oh my God, Bowen. I loved it. I really... I was so uplifted. I, and I, I kind of... Can I say something? Made the whole insanity of the season worth it. It was me. a perfect season. It was a perfect season. Now, now that I've seen the finale and I love the finale so much, I'm confident in saying it's a perfect season and we're going to bring our guest in because we truly have, in in a second, but we truly have someone who I know is going to want to weigh in oh, on this. And I really need to hear his thoughts. And what I want to say at the top is give SJP the nom. While we're talking about awards, give <sighs> SJP the nom. We sat down, looked each other in the eyes and Bowen Yang said... You'd watch her do anything. I could watch her do anything. I've, we've said this before on the podcast, but I could watch her act with a a lamp for hours. Her scene Honey, partner was a fucking reading light. When she turned to that lamp and she <gasps> she was talking to the lamp, there was more, and, and I'm going to say this, there was more electricity between oh! her and that lamp than Miranda and Shay ever had all season. Thank you. And can we talk about her going back to the electrician, the, to the lamp store, whatever the fuck. Lamp store. Lamp store. 
the disappointment in her face when it was just like, it's just a wire. It's just a wire. wire. And then oh. the lamp went on again. I said, it wasn't the wire. And then that, did it make you believe in heaven? Yes. Me too. In the afterlife? Yeah. I or not, 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 not Judeo-Christian heaven, oh. um, but the afterlife. Yes. We, you know what? There's something. I think that when we die, there's something. I never expected the Sex in the City universe to touch on the afterlife in this way. Excuse me. On the paranormal? That, that I just did the readers mind home, blown. I just did the thing of like mind blown. Oh my god! Can we just say the line reading that gave me chills from my toes to the top of my hairs, top, from the root chakra to the crown, everything. I'm Carrie Bradshaw, and this is Sex, Sex in, in the, the City. City. <gasps> no, even even before that, when she goes, <gasps> "Well, that's it for my first podcast. I'll get better." Like, oh, did you know what I'm talking about? She's effortless. She's so good. Yeah, and, and you know what the thing is? We're gonna bring the guest. We gotta bring the guest. All right. In. So listen, Thank this God. this <laughs> actually this is huge. Okay, this is actually a moment in time because oh. talk about. So this this I'm gonna put in quotes as like a pop culture podcast. But we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Never. And not could once. either of us do this alone? I don't think so. <laughs> no. And can you fucking imagine? You know what? I did the HBO Max Movie Club podcast alone, it's, and it's hard it's as shit. It's hard as shit. I did the search party thing alone. It's yes. so difficult. It's one of the hardest things anyone could ever do. To solo host a and, podcast. And it's a solo host and a Carrie podcast. And Carrie Bradshaw's doing it. Honey, oh, carrying God. it, as it were. <laughs> we both got carried away. Oh, <laughs> shit. And who the what fuck is, is that? And you're, that? I know you're all asking. And I actually think the readers are actually going to be really excited about this. Because yes. I bet there's crossover. Now, so not only is our guest today an esteemed solo podcaster, and he has guests, but you know, it's mostly the main event is him mm. of the podcast Everything Iconic, which is truly Iconic. it lives up to its name. But also now he's written a book, Bo. Uh, another one of the hardest things you could do. But the hardest thing you can also do is to bring hard copies of your book to the podcast you're about to go on. The elegance like, that that has. So Effort, talk about effortless. Talk about effortless. And he, the way he handed over, I brought books. I brought books. I said, <laughs> what? Okay. You two are two of the first people to get the book. Are you oh! fucking yeah. kidding? Two of the, my, my mom got a copy and then you guys got a copy. And then we also said the blurbs. The blurbs. Okay, here's here, here are the blurbs. Yeah, say the blurbs. We got Andy Cohen. Huge star. Casey Wilson. One of the most iconic Love people. Her. Love her. Kate Bear. Hello. Number one New York Times bestseller, Kate Bear. There you go. I'm going to skip one. Linda Pellegrino, Danny's mom. Yes. And a huge wall of text from Rachel Lindsay. And Love can her. I just say, I just want to put out there into the world, Rachel, you're invited on Lost Cult. She has to come on. She's, she's so good. Come on. She's, she's smart. She's funny. She's every, And she loves Bravo, too. She loves Bravo. And I will just say the... the the, the press day we did for Door from Queen season two was long and sort of like, okay, we're going to do what next? Okay, great. And it was just me on Zooms all day. Mm-hmm. Not that fun. But when Extra came on. Oh, baby. And I saw that it. it was Rachel Lindsay. I said, oh my God, Rachel. <laughs> I, can you imagine? Like, she's the kind of person on the red carpet who's like, hey, it's me, Rachel Lindsay. And, and, like, and the celebrities are like, yeah. girl, I know. Did yes. you ever see the interview she did with Rihanna where Rihanna's like <gasps> excited to see Rachel? No. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Rihanna's uh, favorite celebrities are like Rachel Lindsay and Karen Huger. She's smart. And, ha- and Heather Gay. And taste. Heather Gay. Good taste. Okay, Good listen. Taste. Okay. Already we've he's sort of broken through because it's like it's that it's that and just like that energy where it's like we have no, to. No, 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 don't no, apologize. Don't fucking apologize. The book us. is called How Do I Unremember How This? How do I unremember this? Unfortunately, it. true stories. You can pre-order 
and that will be a smart decision. Everyone, please welcome into your ears, Danny Pellegrino. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. I don't want to let the readers down. I don't want to disappoint anyone. How but we're is gonna that have possible? a good time. Yes. Oh my God. Guaranteed. Don't be nervous with us. And wait, can I say with SJP? For, you, you totally agree that like her acting was phenomenal. But I was so excited about the dress moment too. And I, I feel like Paris, the yeah. whole season I was like waiting for some, the quarter, sort of like a weird look that yeah. was like overdone and dramatic. And I felt like that was it for me. Yeah. Absolutely. It all led up to that. This is what I'm saying. It did make up for the like errors of the, the season. Yeah, of which, which, there, there, of which there were there many. There were many. Yeah. Do, I, you, yeah. do you feel good about the season? I want like a hundred more seasons, but Me I too. thought it was batshit insane. There was a lot of stuff that I felt like that was just dropped. Like I was thinking the other the day alcoholism. about the alcoholism. Yeah. Do you remember at Big's funeral when like his his secretary? His, what was that? Yeah. It was like they. I thought that was going to be something that played in like there was a secret mistress or a kid or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it will down the road, but it, that was like another one of those things where it's like, oh, what happened to that? What the fuck happened to that? Yeah, they really featured her entrance into that funeral, and it was like they really made a deal out of it, which makes me feel like maybe they didn't know exactly where they were going, which yeah. is like, how could that be true? How could that be true? But even to have the ash, the last time you saw the ashes was episode two, and then they. It came back roaring episode 10. Like, I'm like, it's... The, the timeline the, was so fucked up. <laughs> it's a weird syncopation on the on the stories yeah. a little bit. But overall, I, I, I truly stand by this yeah. perfect season of I television. mean, it was a perfect season, and also it kept us talking. Yeah. And didn't it make you feel like, I feel like we're all starved for shows about older women. Yeah. It was like, we all just wanted to talk about it. And yes, a lot of it was crazy to me and bad and all of those things. But it's like, I we need more stories about these older women yeah. because it's like, we all are craving it. Obviously, everyone's talking about this show. Right, yeah. right. I also think like, you know, another thing is, once it got to the end, and like I guess the big conversation piece of the season was say it with me, Che. che. So when the when the final episode was over, I sort of turned to myself in the mirror and I said, I think they know Che is cringe. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because the pilot down. of it all, also Sara Ramirez belting out that song. Beach Boys, yeah. Whenever a non-singer in a show is played by a singer and they have to do a number, I'm always they like, they can't sing bad. No. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, Allison Williams and Girls. Do you remember when she yes, did Kanye? Yes, yes, it was like yes, that's yes. the kind of feeling I got when Che started doing the beach. What was it? What did they? It was. I wish they, they could all could be, be California yeah, yeah, girls. girls. Just like oh my God, that was huh? that was tough for me. I, uh, yeah, that was tough. I think if you would take out the Chase stuff, I think I would like it. I think it, I would think it was perfect almost. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving Bobby Lee, like the Bobby Lee, yeah. like, like like uh like Jackie and Carrie, just like being like, J- Carrie being like, oh, I loved that that little interaction where she's like, we can't be site specific friends. Yeah, I was like, oh, I you know like you, everyone has that thought about someone, right. like at work or or something. I was like, that relationship is really cute, and then. Franklin, the podcast producer, I loved that. He was so hot. He was so hot. Great. And I knew he was going to be, that first episode when they showed that glance, I was like, yeah, he's got to play a role. He can't be an extra. No. And he's too good See, but that's good threading. That was a good, because it was, it was subtle. It was like, you see him looking at her and he's interested in the first couple episodes and like, he's there the whole time. And then their chemistry in that elevator, I was like, whoa. Like, and that is, that is. Very begin again Taylor Swift vibes. Uh, it's beginning again Taylor Swift vibes, and I immediately went and, and saved that that song to Spotify. It's the Paradise in Love with You. It came out in like 2003, and it made me feel like I was on a party drug. Bowen, did yeah. you uh, save that other song that Che Diaz did? Which y'all could be California yeah, girls. Did you save that? I did. I did. I, I hadn't heard it before. <laughs> when they said Holly, uh, 
Hollywood called bitches. I'm making a pilot. I was like, <laughs> first of all, like, when Tony Danza, the new the Roseanne, but the good one from the 80s. What is that? What is that? And then for the comedy pilot to be a live taping of a special still, that's not a pi- <laughs> How is that None serialized? Of that None of it. I, but this is this is what we're saying. Like, I think they know, the writers knew that this was going to be fully unintelligible. But what about the podcast of it all where it's like they're taking the live caller thing? Like, I don't think they knew that most podcasts don't do the live call. Right, right. And they're fully in like a very, they're in like a very like serious XM type studio where it's like, if it's getting radio show and you could tell they wrote it like radio show. And yes, it's true that you can take live calls for a podcast. I just would like to confirm out there and sort of like break the fourth wall and say you can do it. But like, it's not done. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, people don't really do it. Yeah, just say it's Sirius XM. Yeah, say it's a radio show, but you know that you know they were so hard to say podcasts. But all along, I wanted Carrie to be the voiceover of the show with the podcast, and I didn't. I wanted her to be solo with the podcast, and I'm like, oh, I'm excited now going forward. It could be just Carrie. Mm -hmm. I also love the trans rabbi. I like want more. Hari, oh my god! So uh, this is what happened. I I watched Hari Neff be this rabbi. I was like, oh my god, she's being so good in this. Yeah. And then I went to Instagram and she had posted this beautiful block of text about like how full circle this was and how like she like moved to New York with that fantasy. Like, like yeah. so many people do. Um, she was amazing. And you could tell she so was good. having fun being yeah, yeah. on the show. Fun. Like you could see there was like a sparkle to her that was like, I'm on sex in this. Oh, one. and my I God. feel that sparkle with Seema too. Like I've I loved love the Seema, Seema scenes uh-huh, all season. Uh-huh. I like Seema. Uh-huh. She also got railed by a hot fucking guy. Yeah. That guy's tragic hot. Yeah. He was in the original too. Was he? He was like a. Sale. I don't want to. I think it was a salesperson or something. He was like, uh, had a lines, but he was. Oh, so is this like an Easter egg that like yeah. he like eventually owns a, a club or something? I is think he's playing character? a different character. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Well, then bring back Bradley yeah. Cooper. Have him play someone else. I mean, listen, yeah. where, where is there space for Bradley Cooper in a show where we've discovered this new A list hot guy in the elevator? No, oh, I, I, I want to know. Who everything. do you want back from the original? Like next season, we're going. We have to have. There's going to be a season two, right? John there Slattery, I think, would be great. John Slattery. You know, I kept feeling like I thought. Okay, I thought the teacher when when they flashed to him in the trailer, I was like, oh, that's Burger. Yeah, I thought that he looks like. A, he, he and looks he, like, it looks like he could be like a brother or something, right? Yeah, yes, they yes, look alike. Yes, yes. yes. I, I for some reason thought. I, I think it was you telling me like I think Burger's coming back, and I was like, for some reason I was waiting for a cameo at the end. Yeah. Like somebody I thought, I, I thought it was going to be Aiden. Aiden, yeah. yeah. Aiden, Aiden, it was giving that Aiden was going to come. Or, and they also teased in the in the promo like her turning around and yes, looking and yes, seeing someone. Yes. And I thought, of course, I was so hard for Samantha, Samantha. but oh, it's not going to happen. And now Sarah Jessica Parker has <gasps> done an interview that she pretty much confirms like she's not coming back. Like that that off-camera conversation they had and Was their way of wrapping it up. Was like, was their way of letting us, the audience, know the characters have gotten closure, but Samantha will not return. Which I think hurts. It it's really so hurts. hurtful. Yeah. I even just a little appearance. And I'm I thought they handled it really well with the text messages. Like I liked that. Yeah. And I hope they at least keep doing it. But also, if they lean too far into it, it'll get really annoying, knowing that we're never getting a Kim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would leave it now. I immediately, because I think I, I was also waiting for Aiden. I watched just the scene in the market from Sex and the City two, where she, where they see each other. Again. Yeah. And I'm like, which was the same her turning around. Look. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I guess they couldn't have done that again. Yeah. Right. But I, 
I don't know. I was kind of craving it, and like I watched it back. I was like, "Craving you, it was a good craving moment. it." I was like, this "Craving you, maiden." And like the, the, the whatever the second movie, we all we all like know what we think about it. But like I, that scene is great. They had the, like the best chemistry. They did. And I mean, yeah. I mean, just the way he would look at her and like that. That to me was always Carrie's one. Yeah, yeah I was always teammate too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. was always an he, asshole to her. He was yeah. big. Was an asshole to her. Aiden treated her like a queen. But I guess, like, the thing that Aiden has that is, like, self-respect, like, no, I'm not going to go back to this person that, like, really hurt yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably yeah, healthy. I don't know that Carrie deserved Aiden. No. You know? mm. I think that you're right about that. But um, I, and then, guess what? Like, I watched the next scene in the movie, and, like, Samantha was there. Well, Samantha <laughs> yeah, was there, yeah. and, like, I was like, God, this is, this is painful. This is painful to watch. Like, what? She was just so good in that role. And it's it's hard. There's no one could ever replace Kim Cattrall in that role. No. No. And, like, Cola Scola shared, like, a clip of, <laughs> like, because they've been watching, like, old Sex in the City from the beginning and, like, early seasons. It literally is, like, like, if you think about Samantha Jones, like, the the stock line that you're, like, not even sure she really says is, let me tell you about his cock. But mm-hmm. the clip that Cola Scola sent was literally Samantha going, let me tell you about his cock. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so iconic. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, imagine, imagine, like, auditions for that part. Uh-huh. Like, just to think of that having existed at one time on the page without her is yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? It feels like she just walked in, like, with the characterization. Like, Samantha Jones is so alive. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, you know, probably... For a while, like I haven't watched the first season in a long time, but she probably was like one dimensional. And then like there's so much like it's her performance is giving dimensionality even without what they did with her character, which I think was really Mm -hmm. smart. And she talks about how, you know, well, back in the good days when she was like excited to talk about the show, she talks about how when she was given the cancer storyline, she was like. Don't punish the character with sickness because she's free and because she's like has a has a full sex life. And they were like, mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. And I thought, like, in terms of shows that turn to cancer as a storyline, that was one of the more elegant mm-hmm. and really like c- complicated versions of that. Yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. was great yeah. for her. You know, she was so much of the comedy of the original too, and I feel like this series was obviously meant to be a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But I think if you go back and watch the original and you take out the Samantha character, there's not as much humor in it. Yeah. yeah. She was the comedy in it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm really excited for a second season because I think now we can get back to it the lightness. We're yes. more comfortable too. We're we know our bearings a little bit too. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Okay, we can enjoy it a little more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I I've I've refamiliarized myself with like the nature of how it can sometimes get a little weird and surreal and like these characters come in and out. And I also am hopeful that the Che and Miranda thing just crashes and burns. But I kind of feel like they're going to lean in more to the Che of it all. Oh, like, I feel like it's almost now they got a point to prove of like, no, and maybe Sarah wouldn't even come back. Yeah. Right. They've, they, so they just finally like came out with like a, a, a publicized statement. Oh, on, like, I the heard reaction. about this. What did they say? Well, they were just like, um, you know, I'm aware of the response to this character and I, 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 all I know is that Che is not there to be liked and all this stuff. And, um, and I think they asked, they asked them like, what would Che say if Che like knew <laughs> whatever, like, like meta on meta question, but like, what would Che think about all this? response to to them and and Sarah was like they would just like um 
laugh it off or something. And I'm like, see, like, that's such, see, like, I don't think, which makes me think that, like, I don't think Sarah was in on the conversation around, like, in on, like, that portrayal of Che as, like, a, a quote-unquote, like, annoying comedian. Right. You know? Right. I, well, that's, this is the thing, is it's, like, the only, obviously Che is, like, a glaring thing about the show where I just rolled my eyes so hard every time they were on screen because of the, the things they would say. I mean, it wasn't at the character itself. It's just no, that no, it, it no. seemed yeah. like it got deeper and deeper into the hole. If it's not... And the, the, final, not, the final stage was, like, yes. Hollywood called bitches. What, what, what was the line? Hollywood called bitches on making, making a, a pilot, pilot. Which is, like, anyone... <laughs> and, and these people are in the industry. They work on the show, so they understand you don't throw a party for making a pilot. Right. You throw a party if it gets, like, picked up. The other thing I think the writers were in on is when Chase said, uh, I'm a narcissist. It was like a flat out, like, yeah, I'm yeah. narcissist. And, and so to add that line of like, here I am saying I'm a narcissist. It's like, they have to be in on that, yeah. right? Yeah, and I also think, what what, what else was there? It was... Um, Tony Danza, though. I want to know what he thought of it. Did he watch it? What <laughs> was is he, he consulted? <laughs> do they yeah, have yeah. to? That's, that's one thing I want to know. Like, do they have to reach out to Tony and be like, hey, we're referencing you in the show? Because it's Tony. You have to have respect. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I did on the floor at work Colin was there and I was like you were mentioned on the on and just like that the other night I like that <laughs> Joe's joke and, and he was like yeah I don't get it like real estate tease so does that mean I like tease selling it or buying like he's like I don't understand buying it I know I know he like he we, didn't get it well he like got it but he was kind of like that's not he was like giving notes <laughs> on the line which I'm like no that's Colin he's he's it's, yeah. and it's and I, and I think for him to be referenced on that show like he has every right to be like what yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it must be bizarre I think, um, I think Tony, like, I'm sure Tony loved it. Yeah, I mean, I bet Tony liked it. I mean, he's I had a such ham. a crush on Tony Danza. Oh, back God, of course. I mean, like, one of the first early crushes. Who's the boss, Tony? Yeah. So handsome. Oh, yeah. He really, and he also has that, like, definitely fucks energy. Oh, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, he, he gives, like, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm horny. Uh, for what, him how right much now. would you give, though, to see or to listen to a podcast, like a recap podcast of Kim Cattrall and Pat Field? Doing oh my god! Like I would pay every amount of money to just hear the two of them break down each episode. Yeah, just like 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 a Willem in Alaska drag race vibe. Uh, and, like, da- and Darren, get Darren in there. Darren, yes. I mean, it's so interesting that yeah. like I I still haven't seen Emily in Paris season two. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, I have not watched. I, I think I watched. You know what the weird thing about Emily in Paris is? Like everyone was like, it's so fun to watch. Like for reasons of like they dragged it, but I was like, see, I couldn't even get into it for that. Like something didn't work for me with Emily in mm-hmm, Paris in mm-hmm. terms of like an I can enjoy it. It felt thing. like a moment in time for me. It was like the the early pandemic or whatever. It was like, yeah, I'm yeah. sitting enjoying dragging this little bit and, right. and also enjoying it on another level. But yeah, the moment passed and then season two came out. I'm like, I don't really care anymore. It was yeah. enough. I did enough. I had you did enough. enough. You did your time. Yeah. I think overall we can say that and just like that was the television event of the year. <laughs> it feels like it was over before it even began. I know. I I do already miss it so yeah. much. Wasn't it so fun to just have something to talk about with people? Like it was so exciting yeah. each week. All, yeah. all we've done on this podcast is talk about the yeah. show. Oh, it's given us a lot yeah, of so good, much content. Uh, I mean, to set to, it's really beautiful, huh? It's like the circle of life. Yeah. How the podcast and the show gave this podcast right. Podcast material. X, X, Y, and us. X, X Y, and us. Oh my God, I forgot. Title of app. <laughs> Title of app. Title of app. Or should it be... No, because because we can't we can't be like I'm Carrie Bradshaw. And this is Sex in the City. No, 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 no. That's, no, see, X Y and us is the title of this album. It can be I'm Danny Pellegrino, and this is everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I need to get a woke button. Like, oh, oh God, woke that was moment. that was tough. That was tough. I mean, Very there was hard. so much that was tough. And then and then at the end when they had rehearsed a song and said, "I'm going to Hollywood, bitches," and Miranda was like, "I'm going to L.A." I felt like they have to know it's cringe, and Miranda's like regressing. Did you like Miranda's hair change? Did you? I I liked it. liked it. I did find it jarring for them to cut immediately to like her waiting outside with Brady and not it felt like either a t- I, I couldn't tell that it was a time jump it felt like an alternate timeline you well, know this is that's a, how that's, all of it felt though they yeah, played with yes. time and space every episode yeah, it was like, yeah. like, like three months went oh, a year right, right, right. it's like how much time it was like five years later I was like what the fuck but this is this is my thing about the hair is like I, I'm I'm unsure of what the comment is they're making there because the first episode when when Mar- when Charlotte who we haven't even spoken about says to her I like the red. Go back to the red. And Miranda's like, I'm aging gracefully. Please. Like, I'm, I like this. I feel good. And I was like, yeah, Miranda's right. Like, she does look amazing. She looks great. I adjusted to it. And then all of a sudden she has the red hair. And I'm like, what is is the regression? Maybe. Yeah. There's something, something that I can't put my finger on with Miranda that I feel like needs to get a little bit more hammered in in the second season because thematically Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just confused with Miranda. Right. Like I think Miranda it? always tried to follow like this guideline of life. That's and then it. this season they sort of blew it up. And then at the end at least I think at the end maybe they were trying to comment like Miranda can make up her own guidelines. She mm. doesn't have to keep gray hair because she always believed as a woman you have to age with the gray hair. You can mm, have the red right, hair if you right. want. And mm. but she's also blowing up her life. Like, All yeah. of her choices are like not yeah. okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wonder what happens to Steve in the second season. I wonder if that obviously he, yeah yeah you do Marianne a good Steve. Oh, yeah, I, the Steve impression is really good on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I I want more for Steve, don't we all? We want more what if Steve. Steve just got like a smoke show new wife and like we see him fuck the shit out of her? Mm-hmm. That's what I want for Steve. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I forgot, I remember how to fuck again. <laughs> That was more like that, that was good too. That was some sort of gremlin. It's yeah. no, you described it on on your podcast. It's. <laughs> Um, it's like Dorinda and <laughs> Dorinda Carol, Carol Channing. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yes. It's, it's all of that. Um, so speaking of your pod. Yes. Now you cover the Real Housewives franchise. And what you I told, sure do. What you've told us when you came in was that you've just seen the finale. Yes. Of the Real Housewives. Well, no, not the finale. It's the penultimate episode. Oh, it's not the finale. How could it not be the finale? I'm so confused. There's been a million episodes. Well, when this episode, when this podcast comes out, there'll be a finale left. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes. But we're, okay, so we're recording this before Sunday's episode on the 6th. Yeah. February 6th. Yeah. Right. So the penultimate episode, though, I mean, they're still in, it, it opens in Zion. Of course, last week we had They've Lisa They've been in Barlow Zion for a million forever. years. Yeah. Right. Sorry, keep going. So Lisa Barlow's behind. She's doing the hot mic moment. She's yes. like calling her friend a garbage whore yeah. and all that stuff. And it opens with that. And it just keeps getting more and more chaotic. <gasps> it like, it's, wow. everything is crazy. There's Lisa <laughs> takes off her top and she's just running around in a sports brassiere, like yelling about her best friend of 10 years being a whore, you know, running around the house. They're all fighting. Lisa's trying to pack her bags. It's just like pure chaos. So- it, we, you would say that the hot mic moment bleeds into life. It just keeps going. I I expected with the Zion trip every week. I thought they they can't heighten anymore, right? Like yeah. it's, it, they're going to go downhill. And right. it's like every week it gets crazier and crazier. All the women are completely unhinged. Yeah, they They've hate lost each their other. They don't and like Whitney's each other. like a dog with a bone with the Meredith and the memorial thing yeah. and the father's thing. Mm-hmm. And so she just keeps going and like Meredith is like free. She's like I'm not going to tell you. It's my fucking father. You know she's yeah. like, my fucking. 
yeah, 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 yeah. She's really losing. And her it mind. just keeps going. And it's so funny because in this week's episode, Lisa just without with the bra, it's like a sports bra, but yeah. she's just running around. <laughs> and I feel like she finally gave up trying to like look normal on camera. And I really think that Lisa was most mad about the Taco Bell comment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So Which she, oh my she's God. trying to make it seem like she's most mad about like Meredith said that she wasn't a good friend or something like that. But Lisa's very clearly triggered by the fact that Mary said she doesn't give the kids nutrients and she gives them Taco Bell. Which, by the way, you, your husband, your children, they need nutrients. You need nutrients. You need nutrients. <laughs> that is that is almost you smell like hospital. I, I would <laughs> I would call it like yeah. I mean, if, if you smell like hospital is an A plus, like thank God it really launched ne- the franchise. You need nutrients is B. B plus. It, it, I would give it an A minus. A minus. You, you need nutrients. I'm. I've, I've always been anti Mary, but hearing her say you need nutrients made me, my sister, and my mother scream. Scream. You need nutrients because because you know what it is. It's not just. It's like it is very personal. It's like you yeah. don't feed your you family feed your correctly. Kid. You're a bad mom. Yeah. Yes. It's 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 like you hear it, and I'm not surprised to hear that she can't let it go because it's a thing that you hear and then you think about it and you're like, wait. What the fuck does she say to me? Like she says, I'm a that's I'm a bad mother. Bad, bad mother. Wait, can I spoil? Some yes, 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 please. The listeners will have seen. This. But uh, Lisa, then there's another scene after she gets back from Zion and she's around the family with her family and she got a grill and she's cooking asparagus wrapped in bacon. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, she's telling the camera, I love my grill. Like I just love my grill. <laughs> and she's cooking for the kids. And so it's, it's like very clear that's what triggered her was like the Taco Bell. She doesn't. I don't think she really gives a shit about Meredith. It's all the Taco Bell thing, but she can't say. Like, I'm so fucking pissed this woman said I like Taco Bell. <laughs> that's a really, really good observation. And I, something that would not have been that obvious to me. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, yeah. you know what? You know what really struck me about the whole thing is like, you could tell that chemically something happened because the, her voice changed. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, we were, she, when she was, I hate Meredith. Like, when she was saying that so on the hot mic. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She was like shaking garbage with anger. Horror. Garbage, garbage horror. horror. Fucked half New York. When, when she was getting into all that, I was like, Wow, this is like a true unmasking. And to hear you say like she stopped trying to posture at all for the cameras, which I I I, I always... wrestle with whether or not I f- I feel she's being her authentic insane self, like with the prom of it all and everything, or if she is posturing. And I think we now know the answer. We now know the answer. It reminds me of when Erica would cry on Beverly Hills behind a closed door. And like mm-hmm. you you would hear her sob in a way that you're like, this is not how people cry in front of other people. Does that right. make sense? Like, yeah. Like, like, that, like that was Erica's voice like dropped when she was crying too. Yeah. I forget the which episode. The thing that pissed me off with Beverly Hills though is they didn't go behind the bathroom door mm-hmm. or follow it afterwards. It just ended with yeah, Erica yeah, crying yeah. behind the door. And at least on Salt Lake City, they're like, no, you guys are still filming. They wow. filmed for two hours after that. And it's yeah. like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. God. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and 
domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things Framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20-plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick-and-mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn, and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Who is your favorite housewife that you've had on Everything Iconic? Because you've had so many of them on. You, you really know, have. I do love Heather Gay a lot. I you think do. she's like, I think she's just a normal, wonderful human being. Like, I love, mm-hmm, I love her. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I, Karen Huger is like a dream to me. I love Karen Huger. <sighs> like, she's just such good TV. Yeah. I yeah. never want to stop following uh, Karen Huger. Yeah. She's, she's truly <laughs> wonderful. She's special. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, all the Potomac yeah. women are not, I mean, not all of them, but like, 
I've said this before, like, that's my favorite franchise because it feels like I, I would like to be friends with most of the women on right. that show. I love Dr. Wendy, too. I know you just had Dr. Yes, Wendy on. Yeah. We did, I think and we Dr. Loved Wendy's her. great. We yeah, loved, loved her. She was, she was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we almost had Whitney Rose on. <gasps> and, I mean, the tea is that we were in the DMs with Whitney. Like, we had gone back and forth on Twitter a bunch, and we were going to have Whitney on. We were really excited because we love Whitney. Um, and she was going to be our second ever housewife. And then she DM'd us and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I really want to come on. Like, you guys will be the first thing I do. But Bravo has asked the cast of Salt Lake to not do any outside no press podcast. right now. And we figured that it was, it was a, right after the Mary. We stuff. thought it was a Mary thing because they were like, oh, they must not want anyone to comment on Mary's absence at the reunion because they don't know how they're handling it yet. Three days later, the Jenny Facebook post came out. You, oh. I don't know that they were trying to get ahead of that. I don't. I think how they could were. they have known that this on a on a Reddit that like it was going to drop? I know? think a lot of it is just trying to shield, which I I think is smart. Even though I love talking to these women, I think it's smart to kind of keep them under a lock because yes, it's like yes. all this stuff that's playing on the season. I don't think any of us expected. I think I went into the season thinking we had the Jen Shaw of it all, and right. that's like a which was enough. I know, yeah. yeah, and it's like that's nothing here. Or and then the Mary Church stuff is sort of like a C plot too. Yeah, but it's like. So I think it's good that we're not knowing exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I'm excited about the. I heard things I've heard about the reunions. Like Meredith is like goes, you know, is completely insane. Yeah. Which I understand because it seems like they just keep poking at her. Well, what well, I heard was that they watched, they, they had watched the rest of the episodes the night, the day the, before. And because well, Andy, because Andy said on Watch What Happens Live with Meredith and Bridget Everett. Yes. That like, he, he like looks at the camera. He's like, well, just for the people at home. Meredith, like all the women watched that episode the day before the reunion. So what you what you will see at the reunion is a very, and I think he said, raw, raw. response to that. And Meredith went, yes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. I she didn't raw. even know that her friend had said all that. So I know. Like, imagine no, watching it. Of course. And I will say Meredith represented herself very well on Watch What Happens Live. Like moments after. Do you, yeah. you guys watch? Like, I did. Yeah. Yeah. She's very poised. Very I mean, poised. The, the thing about Meredith is, like, she is so unbothered in her in her day to day. So but to see her spiral on the show like this is so fun. It's yeah. it's not. I don't think it's fun. Oh, well, I'm concerned. I'm enjoying it. I'm watching her be like. I mean, I want her to be okay. But yeah, I think she she seems okay. Yeah, she's fine. I but I just I I watch her and I go, she's more agitated and perturbed than like Jen Shaw at this point. Mm -hmm. But okay, let let's all remember her dad died like right yeah, before. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes as viewers, because it's like a week to week thing and we're watching over the course of a couple months, it's like for her in real time, her dad died maybe th three weeks You're ago totally, or something. Totally. I would be a fucking nutcase. Mess. Yes, like a yes, nutcase. Yes, yes. And then have to film and all these people are then saying You're, you made up something about your father's memorial or whatever. I would fucking lose it. And she also, she also like I'm. You remember from the early episodes had a very difficult time with the passing. Like it wasn't a thing, mm -hmm. even though he was sick for a while. And she says like, you know, I lost him um, emotionally and mentally a while ago, but I didn't realize how difficult a time I would have to lose him physically. And she she was devastated. Yeah. So to see her triggered by this is unsurprising. And I I do think that you're right. We forget. 
the in terms of proximity, I think because we're also watching and just like that, which goes back in time five, six <laughs> we can't years. Understand in reverse, yeah, we, we, can't we understand as viewers, that. we're not expected to. And we the crossover be. there is sometimes I, I I don't I forget what universe I'm in. Yeah. Like am I yeah. in Housewife or and just yeah, like yeah. that? Because both are often <laughs> surreal that I forget what time and space I'm in. Yellow Jackets, you understand? Yeah, yeah. Magritte. Yeah. It's very Magritte. Magritte. It's surreal. surreal. It's surreal. Lady Gaga on a press tour. <laughs> yes, yes. It sends memory. Yeah, yeah. We are really in a surreal time. And I, I, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I think this season of Salt Lake City is one of the greatest seasons we've ever had. Okay, absolutely. Ever. Yeah, ever. Absolutely. I, I trust. I, I think between the three of us, I'm probably the least literate or versed in the, in the franchise. You don't watch every franchise. I don't watch every franchise. And I, I feel like I need to correct that. But I, there's just such a bad. I mean, so, I, okay, I get asked this all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you mm. because I'm not the person to tell you. And I'm sure you get, you've get you been asked this a million times. What is your like general entry point for someone who wants to watch it it kind of depends on like what what you like you yeah, know i yeah. love new york season one two three those to me season uh three of new york city is like my peak okay. like i to me it also scary island it was the first a housewife's trip too which oh, is, yeah. it yes. like kind of set the template for what these would become and so yes. mm-hmm. and it also was luann singing a song for the first time so you get a lot <laughs> of like those these tropes <laughs> that we all just accept now yes. which are like, fucking crazy yeah but you get a lot of that in there the early seasons of atlanta to me are like Atlanta is I mean, absolutely incredible Nini when it's is, good. Yeah, when it was good, it was it was just the best. Yeah. And I always like Atlanta, but like those early seasons to me, Sheree, Nene, Kim, like uh-huh, uh-huh. those people bebopping around town is just like the best. It's incredible. And then Jersey with like the family stuff, those early seasons. Yeah. Like when Melissa came in season three, that season three opener is like one of the greatest hours the, of television the, ever. The, the uh, christening. christening. Yeah. There's a, do you watch Jersey? I forgot. I, 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 here and there I'll watch it. It's, it is my favorite. Yeah. So so it now it's back and it's going to be a really good season. Okay, great. And I'll, actually I had season. never seen it at all. And then I had COVID like a month ago and I was like, well, I'm going to watch. And I don't know why I avoided it. I think because I'm from Long Island, it's like a little too real, I felt. I was like, I'm going and into Italian, Jersey. And Italian, you notice, you know those people a little bit, like, right? Well, yeah. I'm not Italian, but I was around so okay. many Italian people. So when I see Dolores Catania, like, you, she's such a warm spot for me. Like, mm, she reminds me, me of all my mother's friends. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm imagining Dolores is a fucking dream. I love Dolores. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, had her Delor- on. Yeah, she's. I mean, she reminds me of all my cousins and stuff. Yeah, it's like a lot oh. of those women, though. I yeah. think so. Like that's that's what it is. It's like it's very like it reminds me of my mother. I think and yeah, her friends, that's crazy warm. friends, yeah. and like so. But but Jersey, when it gets truly crazy, is insane because they. They don't. It's almost like they don't know the cameras are there. Yeah. In in a way that the other women on other franchises don't. Like they seem to not give a fuck. Atlanta too. I, I've been complaining because I want new blood on Jersey because they don't change up the cast a lot. But I, on the flip side of that, I do think there's like a benefit in having these women there year after year after year. Mm-hmm. I do too. Because they develop a stronger bond. And so like the relationships can can break and bend more than someone coming in for the first time, a first season person yeah. who is going to leave in a season or two. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's a deeper thing happening. But everyone talks about the Jersey table flip, which is, of course what put that sort of on the map. Yeah. But I think that christening is even better. Like yeah. I think that basically it's like line. like and this is where you meet Melissa. For the this is where time. you meet Melissa and Joe Gorga, who's essentially two on the call mm-hmm. sheet. Honestly, right, like, right, like, right. Teresa's brother Joe Gorga no, 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 is I, married yeah, to Melissa uh-huh, Gorga, uh-huh. and so basically they have a christening for their son. Mm-hmm. And Teresa is you don't know this, but Teresa is pissed that Melissa is on the show. Like like pissed. Like whether it's for ego reasons or she didn't want to fight with her family on camera and was mad at the producers, they get into a fight and they make a 
war zone out of this christening mm. and it's crazy it's like sh- a shakespearean yeah. operatic i don't know it's so so good Perfect. and jersey's also got that family vibe too where it's like yeah you when melissa and Teresa are fighting it's like they're an actual family or with kathy when kathy and rosie sure, there was sure. like what all these like? big fights between a family and it's like even if they're putting it on for the show, it's like, that's their real life family. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's a deeper feeling when you watch it. And so, yeah. I mean, that's when housewives is at its best when it is when it feels Shakespearean. And, right. it, and it often yeah. does. I, I, I think, yeah. I mean, if, if the template is soap operas, then oftentimes on soap operas, it it, it is about a family. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so like, I think that that's what I like about, and, and it's kind of getting to know who I would have been like in the 80s and 90s. Like I would have been someone who watched soaps, I think. Right, Because right. this, I, I just enjoy these dynamics so much. And like the, the fact that it can only go so far really. And then when it goes a little further, like when someone does get pushed down the stairs in a soap mm-hmm, opera mm-hmm. is sort of akin to like, when you see Monique and Candace yes. get into it and that thing, you're like, <gasps> yeah. It's, it's yeah. So it's just interesting. And I do think there is something too. And I think that that's some franchises really fail. Like, like for example, last season of New York, because like, I don't want to watch women who don't know each other talk about something it, like, and I, it's I about like race, care. for yeah, example. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. if it feels like they wouldn't hang out normally, I know that we have to pretend a little bit. Like, I, but on Orange County, I'm watching and I'm like, none of you would be friends at all. Like, no. It, it's so, we're so forced to try to pretend you guys mm-hmm. like each other. Yeah. And we can see, clearly see that you don't. Yeah. They, um, they basically put this like Patty Harrison character named Noella on the show this year. <laughs> Who is on like, Jersey or on, on yeah, OC? OC, OC. Okay, and it's just like, what is going on? Sure, sure, sure. It's just like funny. in trying to see Shannon Ben to pretend like she's friends <laughs> with Noelle. And Noella at least is bringing something to the show, but right. it's like, I don't think Shannon is friends with her, but we're pretending. Mm. But to what end? To yeah. what end? I will say that um, Ultimate Girls Trip, I have, I've not finished it, but I find it to be a great entry point for people because yeah. it, you are getting like a seafood tower sampling of like all I the best I love that analogy you know yeah, like yeah, it's yes. like it's like every like all the best people and then it, it does fill you in it gives you context on like what the dynamics are and like you do kind of get a little bit of the Melissa Teresa yes dynamic yes. in there the remote you get all the Ramona stuff like it's, it's like a little bibliography and, and I kind of yeah. I really enjoyed that yeah and yeah. to hear Luann talking about like her cameos and stuff to me it was just like uh-huh. that was I the got amount chills. of money she makes on cameo <laughs> did you get to that I haven't she yet. makes she she claims to make like a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah on amazing cameo. and I think did she like talk about how much time she spends or she's like you got to do you're Luann it's like it's like a Sesame Street character, but it's, it's really just Cookie Monster. Money can't buy you class. Yeah. It, it really, yeah, it really terrible. feels like Lou to me when yeah. you do it. Also, I have to say, I have to commend you on I think my favorite sound effect of any podcast that like that comes in when something spooky happens. Some you referenced something the other day, like something on Salt Lake City. I think it was like Seth's behavior or something. Like who is who's truly crazy? He does something or like someone did something and you just hit the. <laughs> well, I, I literally to, almost drove off the road. It I made have me to laugh. entertain myself because I'm recording alone, so I'm always like using the soundboard. Yeah. And when I got that soundboard, a couple people complained early on, and I remember somebody said like, oh, "Little I, girl," I, somebody said, "I I listened to your <laughs> podcast." So funny. You know, people say they listen to your podcast to fall asleep to or something. I'm like, well, you're gonna have to listen to it during the day if it scares you awake. Then, like, yeah. it's just, it is what it no, is. No, not all podcasts are ASMR. Like, you can't, you, you can't. That can't be your relationship. Like, I got to entertain no. myself. I'm playing with, I'm having fun. And if you want to come on board and yeah. have fun too, you can come on board. If not, I get it. Are you reading off of notes? Like, I, like are you just kind I of- take sh- crazy sh- chicken stra- scratch. So, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But then, but, the, but that's like mostly like the, that's how like the, the, the connective tissue gets like 
laid out as like you're just kind of reading this and you're like okay and you're just kind of waxing yeah and i try to go off like if if i'm talking about something i don't know a week ago i, I was talking and beethoven's second came up and i just like uh-huh. spent 10 minutes on beethoven's second. so i allow you really it went to off happen. on beethoven's second and also do you have you remember the, the second beethoven movie oh, wait, did you text I, me? yes i did yeah, i was like i couldn't one. believe the daughter's name is rice <laughs> <laughs> the daughter's name is rice, rice. like rice. the starch Ugh. Yes, I'm familiar. You with, know with, it. With, you with, love with, it. With so race. if Beethoven's second comes to my mind, then I'm going to spend 10 minutes talking about Beethoven's second. Oh if you, if you would enjoy that, come on board. If not, I appreciate an, it. I mean, it really is a skill. Like, it's an art. It's, I, I, I don't think either of us do that. Greta does it great. She does. Our friend Greta does it wonderfully. Certain people do it really well, and I don't think it's, either of us It was too are. hard for me to book people all the time. It was like, uh-huh. I got to a point, I was like, I'm just too tired. You know, uh-huh. I'm a one-man band over there, so it's like, I'm just I'm tired of, like, going around with people's publicists or, or directly yeah, or whatever, yeah, and people yeah. cancel. I'm like, you know what, whatever. I mm. think it's not, It's it's really great, though. So you often will do, like, a 30 minute ish recap and then have like an interview, which feels like what, 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Like I have people on that I like, and you know, if, if I want to have someone on, I love having guests on. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't try, I, I'm, I do it on my own. And then if, if there's time, I have a guest. Or if I want to have a guest, I do. Or I'll throw a bonus episode. If I want to have a guest on, I'll just yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the video element too, which I always feel like oh, would be a good idea I for know. us. But I love it's the video much, element. All of it is too much it's work. work. It's a lot of work. It's like, work. And then cut in like a social media clip. And it's just a right, lot of work. Right, right, right. And you got to put your face on for that. You yeah. do. I was you leaving do. the house to come here and my boyfriend's like, you're wearing that. <laughs> and I was like, I was <laughs> like yeah, he said I look like a farmer or something. I was like, they're not recording video. I was like, you look you look great. Your boyfriend's name is Matt too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. so many of us out there it's one of the most Amazing. popular names it's yeah. actually real culture real what's culture number 89 name? Richard what's your middle name I don't have one okay yeah what's yours Michael Michael yeah Daniel Michael, Michael Pellegrino. Pellegrino author boring no that's, no that's Pellegrino is oof, it's it just it, and you know what it's it, it, it's also a sparkling water I know but it just I, but it, it, it is I wish literally... it was related to the water though I don't have any of that well don't worry fortune. about that no that, yeah. that that would be like a weight on your you know consciousness but like <laughs> yeah. I feel like Pellegrino it's an effervescent name mm-hmm. I you mm-hmm. I get lifted wait yeah. can I say I was listening to your last week's episode I'm interrupting no no please um no. you guys were talking about Katy Perry and the Great American Songbook yeah, yeah the what Great would, Global Songbook right, like what would be Ad and I just was shouting through the screen as I was listening like to me Teenage Dream is yes. like one of the greatest pop songs ever made. Like I, agree. I think that's a flawless masterpiece. Didn't it's, you? it's one of Max Martin's favorite songs. Absolutely. Best songs. Sorry, we, we, did no. I, I was saying, didn't you know that the second you heard it, what Teenage Dream was that forever? Was good. Yeah, I remember where I was. Yeah. yeah, I was in my bedroom at home at my parents' house, like like, like summer after freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a timeless. It's song. timeless. timeless. Yeah. You know what's crazy is it's like Katie, like that album, the Teenage Dream album, is. Front to back. And what's weird is like her recent albums like are decidedly not. So is it a thing of like, was it Dr. Luke who wrote that song? I'm not sure. Maybe. And sometimes I'm just like, gosh, like we got to get more people on the map who are really brilliant pop songwriters. Because Mm -hmm. I just wonder how some of these songs on Witness get there. Sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes I'm just like, how did that happen? How did this make the final track list? Not to drag. I'm just saying, like, when you know an artist is capable of a front to back teenage dream mm-hmm, mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like maybe and maybe there is something to like when a pop star does that front to back pop thing where yeah. it's like hooks, hooks, hooks. They want to get more experimental, or they want to like be sonically challenge themselves. But I, I really just want the hits. Yeah. I mean, I 
I feel like I have no understanding of like how labels step in and are like it. There should be a song that's like this and like this and like this. Like I feel like that kind of intervenes and shapes a lot of it. I don't know. I really don't know. I think that that's probably a lot of it. And it's just like an imperial phase thing where it's like, right. you know, like they can do whatever they want, but only within a certain window, yeah. you know? And I don't believe actually the t- Teenage Dream album is great, but to me, Teenage Dream, the song is is timeless more so than the other songs. Sure, like, sure, I love those sure. other hits, but like... What do you mean? Hummingbird Heartbeat yeah, like, shouldn't I, be in the Great Global <laughs> Songbook? What, what was the, like the end singles, like the towards the end of the cycle, there was oh, like a couple um, that were like... Wide Awake. Wide they awake. did really, I, I liked Wide Awake. I love Wide Awake. You're, yeah, saying, you're saying before um, the like album... The one that got away was not my favorite. One that got away, um, E.T., yeah. Pearl, Pearl wasn't a single. Like to me, those are good, but not forever songs. Yes. Teenage Dream, when I'm Is 100 years old, I'm like, that's song. the fucking best song ever. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I feel the way about like, We Found Love, too. I feel like uh, yes, that yes, song yes, to me yes. is a perfect song. It's like Since You've Been Gone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's like Since You've Been Gone. It's like Since You've Been I Gone. I also arguably love My Life Would Suck Without You almost as much as Since You've Been Gone. The title for me is tough, but it's such a fun song. It's a great song. Yeah. Like, and I, But the thing that bothers me about My Life Would Suck Without You in that era is that I know how she depleted was not happy. she yeah, was. She didn't love it. She didn't, yeah. love it. Yeah. She, does, she didn't love it, and that was following my December, which was like such a low point for her because they bailed on her so hard. So I feel like all I ever wanted that album is like her like white flag being like, yeah, Whatever, sure, take it. what you want to mm-hmm, do, we mm-hmm, can do. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's how we got My Life Would Suck Without You and um, I Do Not Hook Up. Right, which was but people by Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. All goes back around. There you go, um, Danny. Should we ask you the question? We have to oh, ask yeah. the question. We have yeah, to yeah. ask Danny the question. Danny, what is um, the culture that made you say culture is for you? Uh, Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, and I know people are. I talk about Rosie O'Donnell show all the time, and I know it's probably exhausting no. for people. But to me, that was it for me. I remember watching it after school with my grandma, with my mom. I loved the Rosie O'Donnell show. She was the first influencer. I'm mm. obsessed with it. So I thought it was a perfect talk show. She loved pop culture as we do you know mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it showed and i loved her wow did you guys watch it oh ev- almost every yeah. single day yeah. i remember like it was like i some days i would like say a prayer to be sick so i could like <laughs> stay home the next day and watch rosie yeah. o'donnell and also gotta give it up to regis and kelly oh love right, kelly right, yeah right. i mean yeah. just like i, I remember like i always want to end the view which and i can, know wait, can i interrupt you, you though and just say kelly ripa is underrated as a talk show host and i don't think people give her the flowers that she deserves right. because she is so charming and i think she makes it look effortless mm-hmm. in a way that people think she's just okay or or that she just doesn't get her flowers and i think if you watch kelly ripa she's so fucking good at it but people don't give her the credit i think that she deserves right right i think i think it's the pairing of it all i think it's that she's yeah. paired with someone which is probably either her choice and i don't know but i, I you're right i completely agree she's so good i could talk <laughs> about tyra Banks for hours too sit back because we got a lot of talk about okay, that great. have you have tyra you Banks. seen this video of hers where she's talking about everything she eats in a day i maybe she describes this this thing she does have we talked about this no i don't think so where she's like she does this thing where she orders the same dish from multiple restaurants. Like, let's say she wants a pad thai, a shrimp pad thai. She will order shrimp pad thai from six or seven different Thai restaurants in her area at the same time. She's like, I love doing She, she goes, I love doing this. I do this all the time. Don't you guys do this? <laughs> oh, my God. Six of the same dish from six different restaurants. They all come to her house. And then she's like, and then we just, like, sample them. And then we just, like, figure out which one is the best. That's so like, Tyra. It's so Tyra. I mean, it's fine. It's like it's. I guess it's fine. It's, it's clever. Just such a waste it's of money. It's such a waste yeah. of money and food. 
And the fact that you don't <laughs> see that you're coming across a certain way by saying, oh, I just get Don't you guys do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But that's what we love about Tyra, isn't it? It's like, I want Tyra to not get it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and just like that, in that she's Magritte surreal. <laughs> she's you know Magritte I mean? surreal. I did, I will share this. The hardest I've ever, I'm sorry, this is such a name drop again. The hardest I've ever seen Lauren Michaels laugh was we were at host dinner. It was me and Ego and Chloe, like, you know, the, the, on one side of the host dinner table, like, they're having a conversation on the side, but, like, the three of us, I'm like, I bring up the whole, like, rabies episode of the Tyra Banks talk yes, show. As and I was, like, does. describing yeah. it. And I was like, she starts barking like a dog as if getting rabies means you turn into a dog. And then I turn and see Lauren burst out <laughs> laughing. Like, it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. He's like, he's like, what? Tyra should host. Tyra should host. Tyra, Tyra, Tyra <laughs> should host. Show. Yeah, she should host. Oh, she, my God. I need to, we, Has well, she hosted before? Maybe she I don't know. I don't, That's a I good think, question, actually. I don't think so. She's been on Mad TV, for sure. <laughs> I think she's definitely... No, 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 that's not true. I, no, no, no. I'm thinking of her being on Fresh Prince, which is... Why am I... No, that's Tyra, another I think Tyra Banks... Comedy. Well, okay, so I, just, I literally just almost said we need Tyra Banks to come back into the conversation completely forgetting that she is the she host, is the host and executive producer of Dancing with the Stars, which is a <laughs> train wreck like yeah. you've never seen. And she, yeah. it, is, it is Magritte surreal <laughs> to watch Tyra host that show because she is always wearing something insane. And they have those crazy themes and like she'll dress up and like just to, just to like see them come back from commercial, watch her find the camera and say, we're back. Like, it's just like, whoa. Like, and the fans of Dancing with the Stars like hate her as a host, don't they? they my, mom, oh. she's, my mom calls me every week and is like, I don't like that Tyra on the show. Well, Let she messes up all the time. Uh-huh. Like, one time yeah. she was like, we have our bottom two. And I'm now being told that it's not the bottom two. The card was wrong and I, that was my I fault. I love her. And now we're going to bring back someone I just said was safe and it's... The, like the situation or whoever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so situation. sorry, baby. And you're actually out. It's like the, the, what she puts them through because like something is wrong. <laughs> like some conk in the wheel is like not going like whether it's production or her, but you can, it's so funny because like you can literally feel the chaos behind the cameras. Like, no, 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 no. Like they're just freaking out because she can't her. do it. Uh-huh. Do you remember when she tried to fake her sickness on America's Next Top Model? And she's like, she's like I'm just not really feeling really good. Oh yeah. And then she <laughs> fucking like eats shit and like starts seizing uh, on the floor. I'm sorry, I just she's given us so good. many moments. Like she's given us so many moments. On the Tyra Banks show uh, the home or the fat suit. Remember she walked around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or remember when she um confronted her fear of dolphins on yep. the Tyra Banks show? Yeah. She she is entertainment. Giving away Vaseline, just losing it. Her fucking shit losing away, giving away Vaseline. Giving oh, away man. Vaseline, the Naomi Campbell interview. Yes. Like, that show truly. was wild. That, that is actually an iconic television it episode. It was crazy. Yes. It was, it's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing episode. When, when, she, when she is telling Naomi, like, and I want you to know that you hurt me, and while I do forgive you, that hurt will never <laughs> go away. And Naomi just goes, for me, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not. And then when they came back, I remember like they came back from commercial on that and like she had just said like it's not that deep. And I remember like Naomi turned to her and she was like, I want to apologize for what I said. It, I, I validate you and I'm sorry. And she like and you could tell that like producers had to step in and be like, hey, like <laughs> this is even going if you too well. don't mean it. Like you, ha- we have to have conflict and resolution imagine. here. <laughs> she came in just ready to be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, uh, imagine <laughs> producing that show with her. Like. <sighs> Yeah. Just like the chaos. I do not to, I feel like the comparison is not terribly sophisticated, but like, I feel like Tyra set up a lot of the 
high drinks, the, the tone of Wendy Williams. Yeah. Like this like show where like the audience is like, <gasps> so like, oh my God, what like, like the audience. And now we're, we can go back to Rosie. Like with Rosie, it was always like, you were watching this person like just be like so charming. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I think we eventually went into this era of daytime talk where like the hosts were fully unhinged. Yeah. 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 And like that was a shit. Like that was not always the case. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. But I think Rosie was like a watershed because she really was like, she was so good at being herself that you genuinely felt that you knew her. Yes. Which I think is why when she started to pull back the curtain on like, the darker parts of who she was, like America felt like a little like weird about it. It was a it. different side of her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they weren't that like people were not ready for that dimensionality. She even used to say back in the talk show, pre-talk show, she was a stand-up comic and right. she would go around and she had stuff, she would talk about Woody Allen and like, mm-hmm. you know, heavier topics and she would swear and all that stuff. And I remember her saying when she did the talk show, people would come see her do stand-up and people would walk out or people would because that was her bit before the talk show, but for the talk show, she was doing Merv Griffin. And she yeah, was, yeah. So she was doing a nice, she was, it was a different side of her. But then, you know, we started to see these other sides and some people liked it, some people didn't. But I also loved her on The View. I mean, to me, that she was the best era I think of The they View. I think they, like, the thing is, like. Which that's my, well. I know, I know you, The View is huge for but you. Also, but also, like, yeah. That, yeah. But that is rosy too. I mean, like, and the thing is just like, what she, to me, is someone who needs to be by herself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. people, other egos can't handle that smoke. Right. Like, you can't have Rosie and Whoopi. And they couldn't. Like, if you read the book, um, The Ladies Who Punch. So good. Like, which was great. Um, really fun. And it's just so clear that, like, it really genuinely came down to ego and how much yes, space yes, gets taken yes, up. And, yeah. like, even when they agree, it's like, no, I think that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know? I think so also strange. Rosie has this quality where you hang on every, even if you disagree with her, I think you hang on what sh- her opinion is on mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And so when you have her in a panel, I think you're just sort of sitting there waiting for what she's going to say. Right. Yeah. Right. Did you ever go to a taping of? I did. Show? Yeah. I went uh-huh. to the taping of The View right before COVID. It was oh, so oh, great. Oh, The View. But- oh, uh, no, not Rosie. But-, no. but it's my dream to be one of those people on Rosie to like introduce. Yes. <laughs> Our friend Doug Wydick was <sighs> that when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, <sighs> He but, was like a Harry Potter obsessed. That was like like that was his thing. Like they brought him on because he was obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah, like, this is little Dougie Whitek from Boca Raton, Florida. This is <laughs> Rosie now. Oh, I wanted that job so bad. I know. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy 
easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. What was the view experience like for you? Oh, it was fun. I went right pre-COVID. It was like Abby Huntsman, Whoopi, um, Megan, Sunny. Uh, Sunny, and Sarah wasn't there at the time. She hadn't, she had been gone and uh-huh. hadn't come back yet. And then who, uh, Meredith was filling in for Joy. Oh, so that, I, got, oh. I got to meet Meredith, who I love Meredith. Vieira? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So she yeah. was there and, but no, Joy, I love Joy. Ah, yes, yes. I love Joy. Did they we, do the dancing contest? No, they didn't. Okay. I don't think so. Well, oh, you said Whoopi wasn't there? Whoopi was there. Whoopi was yeah, there. Yeah. Okay, great. No Joy. No Joy. We've, we've told the story a million times on the podcast, but we, when, when, when we went, this was <laughs> fall of 2018. Um, <laughs> they did, they do a dance contest where the warm up comic is like, just, you know, picking different sections of the audience, like getting everyone to dance and having like, you know, I guess the, the panelists. They were going to judge. That was the whole thing. It's like, okay, we're going to do a dance <laughs> contest. And like, while while they were getting like their touch-ups during a commercial <laughs> break, like, and, and, the, and, and, and the, the, they're going to judge. So, all right, let's see over here. And it's like this woman like, li- li- like doing like, like mom dancing, waving. waving her arms and like whatever. And then the woman turns over to the panel and goes, all right, what do you think, Whoop? And Whoopi just goes, I don't, I don't give, give a, a fuck, fuck about this. <laughs> and we 
screamed laughing. Uh, like it was so funny. But no one else in the room responded. They were like, oh. They were like, oh. <laughs> like it was just kind of like this thing of like they didn't really get it. I, and P- I think the the moderator like nervous laughed, but then Sunny stepped in and she was like, I think that that woman won over there. I really do. I think she was great. And like my other favorite uh, line that we did was we we're sitting sunny. we're sitting right by Sunny because Megan was not there. Thank fucking God. But because I don't think I could have handled her energy. No, I couldn't. Have, but yeah. um, we're sitting right there and Sunny's on the end and it goes to commercial and she truly looked amazing so we Bowen and I at the same time go like you look amazing Sunny and she turns to us and she goes thank you so much you know when I'm not doing a show I don't even wear makeup I don't wear makeup at all and we just go good for her uh, we're just like sitting there with our mouth open like uh, oh my amazing like two gays like like gagging over what her a dream. what it a was dream so, you know what I dream. don't wear makeup I don't wear makeup at all uh. I, what I love about Sunny is she's always the one who does the reading. Like, if anytime yeah, they have yeah. an author on or she does the, she'll watch the movie. Like, no one else clearly, like, does any homework for it. Well, she kind of like goes, and I read the book. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. She, she does that little look with her eyes and she goes, and I read it. Well, I read the book. <laughs> and what I thought was really interesting was, and also I love that she's a, I have a legal note. Yeah. <laughs> she is... Sunny is iconic. But she always says twice impeach, once removed or whatever about... Um, Oh yeah, she goes. Our former disgraced, yeah, twice yeah. impeached, every former time. president. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she, and then it's oh just, it's just God. so funny. This is the thing about like these people in the public eye. These ticks that they have, these little things, are so important, and you gotta nail it. Yeah, because when you choose to stick with something, it's like if that's gonna be your thing, like the, that, it has to. You mean like Sunny's choosing the right things? Or? Like I don't know, like who she is, like the ticks that she has, like these little things, like. It's great that they're tolerable and iconic and even fun yeah. because it's and she also can't help herself. And like she can't she help, cannot herself. help herself but to say, "And I read the book." I think I, she'd be a good housewife. Against yeah. and, and you know you what? Know she has the thing with Bethany. Oh, did you know she about this? A, they have a few like each other. Oh. Explain the feud to Bowen. They were visiting, I think it was the Hamptons or something and like uh Bethany had yelled at Sonny's kids or something. So they oh, had oh, they I, had homes like in the Hamptons uh-huh, next to each other uh-huh. and they don't know each other because Sonny could not be bothered with housewives. Sure. Like, she just doesn't care. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so I, I think she was aware of who Bethany Frankel was but Sonny's kids were like playing on the beach like perfectly fine public yeah. domain during the day. Bethany came out and screamed at Sonny Hostin's kids. Oh God. So the kids came in and they told Sonny like the woman next door yelled at us. Uh-huh. So Sonny marched over there, knocked on the door, and gave Bethany the business about, like, don't yell at my children when uh-huh. they're playing in the beach during the day. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. shut up. And she's like, if you have a problem, you come to me. I'm I'm the adult here, like, whatever. And Bethany, like, blew her off. And then Andy, she told that story on The View. And anytime like, Bethany sort of comes up, she'll, she'll do that thing like she does with the book. She'll be like, well, you know, I had a run-in. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and and Megan had a Megan had like one of those things where you could see her brain break because because Megan loves, is a fool loves, and like loves Bethany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she like she was talking about Bethany and Sunny was like, oh yeah, well I actually met her and she was really nasty to my kids and this is the story. <laughs> and Megan was like, uh, <laughs> and then she, so then she her she breaks in half. Andy brought it up to Bethany on Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live, oh, no. and Bethany said. I don't know what she's talking about. I think she was drunk or on drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot Jesus. about that part. Bethany's Bethany. disgusting. And I feel like it comes up on The View, like, a lot. Like, for some reason, I feel like I've heard Sonny tell the story, like, a million times. And I love, I don't know who's doing it, but I love it. Like, who's bringing it up all the time? Well, I read your book. Well, you know, I ran into her once. You know, I ran into her once. She wasn't very nice to my kids. <laughs> she's the only fucking one to read the book. Joy's never done any of the homework. No. Never. 
No, I mean, Abby will used to be good about it. I think. Or... Well, Abby was like a good student. I think. Yeah, we were there. We were there the day that Abby was there. It was like when Abby was new. And one thing I do remember is like they brought Abby out first to do like I think like like look at spring fashion yeah. or something. <laughs> and they were like, okay, everyone, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do a quick segment with Abby that's going to be on tomorrow. And Abby came out, and you could tell she was wet, ready for like uh, for the audience to go like, Woo! and everyone was just like. <laughs> She just didn't work on that show. No. No. She tr- came back recently, and I felt like they. she tried to sort of step it up, but it didn't. It, it just didn't work. She wasn't good. Yeah, she seems yeah. like a nice she person, fine. but... She's just fine. She seems like a nice, moderate conservative. There you go. There you go. We, we wish her the best. Um, Rosie, <laughs> the thing with Rosie, too, is... Um, she, she this Talk about picking things that stay in the cultural lexicon. The Koosh Balls. Koosh Ball, yeah. Have they stayed? I have <laughs> 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 no, good point. Valid point. Valid point. <laughs> Cutie patootie. Cutie. That was a good one. That was, I'm like, remember the Rosie Elizabeth sp- split screen? Like, come on, that was like oh, some of the best television I mean, of all time. Well, ever amazing. It was. It was at the split screen. Was was when like they both knew what was going on, and then they just dialed it up. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Who's Defend our director? Your own accusations. Who's our director here? Let's go to commercial. Yeah. That was oh, joy. That, that was, was my joy. joy. That was your joy. <laughs> it's a good joy. It's, I would say it's not as good as your Lou. No, no, no. <laughs> and nowhere near as good as your Steve. Who's directing this? Let's go to commercial. Who's directing this? I do think that uh, Fred Armisen doing it's a great so, joy. So what? So Who funny. cares? Is... So what? Who cares? And also this. It's the this for me. It's yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah. the picking at this spot in your shirt. Like it's like a little bit like uncomfortable and a little bit I'm too hot. Uh, yeah. Like so what? Who cares? Also, it's a little bit of a callback because Joy is I feel like constantly talking about taking off her brassiere. Like she always talks about like I get home and I take off my brassiere. Steve's like, what's that? You know, like she's always I feel like mentioning brassiere on the show. So I almost feel like that's what I took. Like Fred was doing like a little like picking at his. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like ready to get it off, ready <laughs> so to get what? it off. Who cares? Uh, whoever, whoever decided to put so what? Who cares in there? It's like that thing of like so stupid, it's that thing of like it. something that someone has never said, but, <laughs> but it's also it the only thing they've dark. ever right. said. You just believe that that's the only thing Joy says now. Do you know what I heard? What? Apparently, in the show I Love Lucy, Ricky never, never says, says Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Oh, oh. he says splain. He doesn't say Lucy, you got some explaining uh-huh, to do. Uh-huh. It's but it's that it's that thing of like everyone's made up. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Someone said this to me and I was like, is that true? But uh, apparently it is true that he never says Lucy, you got some. There, there are other things like that that like aren't necessarily like Mandela effect. It's not that like That's what it's called. Yeah. But I but it's but that I don't think that's what that is either. I, I What I is the like Mandela effect? Mandela effect is like Berstein Bears, Berstein Bears. Like it's like there's like other, there's like a bunch of people remember something completely different. It's like that Shaq movie that doesn't exist. Oh, like the Shazam. Shazam. Oh, Shazam or, or Kazam. 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 Kazam or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them does, though. Isn't there one that does, but people think it's something else? We have to get to the bottom of this. No, no, no. There's a whole, um, like, kaboom. Have, have you ever heard of false memory syndrome? Like, well, remembering something that didn't happen. Like, didn't a, happen. basically, like a therapist. I, I could be getting this wrong, so I forgive, forgive me. But I, it's like a therapist can convince you of something that happened. That didn't happen. Yeah, and that's every parent's worst nightmare. Or when somebody can therapy. convince you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that like, my parents are always like, well, don't let your therapist can, like put memories in your, I'm like, no. But I, I know what they're saying. And I, I, I do did like believe... a crazy deep dive of it. That's what I was thinking. Oh, and, and like this happens, like. It like happens. It happens. People. And wow. people believe crazy shit happen. Like there's something horrible in their childhood happened with their mom or dad or whoever. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That reminds me actually of Ebony K. Williams' one iconic line on Housewives. That's gaslighting. 
That's gaslighting. No, you're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. Ramona. Ramona. You're gaslighting me. I don't know what's going to happen with Roni. It makes me sad. I think I do. And and Dorinda's coming back? This is what I want to say. I don't think Dorinda will be back. Mm. I want her back, but I don't think she will. I guess you would know, huh? Well, I don't know. I I just guess. No, you know. I wish that I would love them to bring back Dorinda. I I really think Dorinda is the key to that franchise. Like, I think Uh they need her a little bit. And I know she went a little nuts and all that stuff. I agree. But it was like, yeah, we need that. (laughs) I want Jill. I want Dorinda. I want Lou. I want Sonia. I want the old gals who feel like they're friends. They all feel like they're friends. Yes. I want them four. I want Leah as a friend. Make her sweat. Um, see what she brings because I I don't love Leah, though I did like her on Project Runway, the the the, the episode with the housewives. Um, and I want three new people that are like friends enough with them and each other that it makes sense. But I do think we need to like bring some like downtown energy in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think it's like just tired and weird. And I think we need to find a, br- I don't think it's as simple as rebooting, but I think we need to find a bridge between the old that we love about Roni that will make people that have watched it keep watching and new energy that feels mm-hmm. like it makes sense, which maybe is easier said than done. And I really got to say, we got, we got to lose Ramona. I don't know that that will ever happen. Me neither. I don't know either if it'll happen. I feel like, yeah. Has she come on Everything Iconic? No. Ramona Singer? No. You're not interested. I interviewed her. No, I, I interviewed her at BravoCon, like on the carpet mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I always really liked, I used to like Ramona, and then it got to the point where it's just like, I don't know, it just starts to feel gross. There, there was something charming about her, and then it once, was fun. Once you, you met her on the street once. I met her on the street once, and it was, I was, she was coming out of a car, and I was such, I, and I did not like her, but I was just kind of like, oh, there's Ramona Singer. So I went up to her, was the most annoying person, intentionally the annoying version of myself, where I was like, Ramona, can I please get a picture? <laughs> and then she was like, sure. Like, just didn't. I can't believe she even did it. Because apparently she's like famously so rude. Yeah. No, she was she was incredi- incredibly rude. I was like, thank you so much. Did not say a word to me. Uh, and Do you still have the picture? No. <laughs> uh. I was. Ju- I, I just saved it just for like the story. I probably had a bad day. And I was like, well, at least that happened. Or, when or was that? It was like 2017. Okay. You know, I think yeah. we're in for a treat, though, with Dorinda's spinoff show with the girls at the Bluestone Manor. From oh, I, yeah. That's every second oh, season of great. Ultimate Girls Trip is like all the women who've been fired. And the thing. Go to Bluestone Manor. Yeah. The that's that amazing. Heard, the things that I've heard about that show, it's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Phaedra Parks, who famously mm. basically accused Candy Burris yeah, of yeah, rape yeah, yeah, on yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Her, Brandy fucking Glanville. Oh my God. Jill Zarin. Taylor Armstrong. Taylor Armstrong. Who do you know about Taylor Armstrong? I don't think so. So her husband committed suicide. Her husband, oh, her husband was... was beating her. And yeah, that's yeah. that's where Camille Grammer said, We don't say on camera yeah, that yeah, he yeah, beats yeah. you, that he broke your jaw. But now we said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, that comes yeah, from. She's also yeah, that meme of like people yelling at the cat yeah. or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and Vicky and Tamara. Vicky from and Tamara. It's like the most chaotic people. Dorinda. Right, from, right. The, from um, the universe. And you're hearing that it's like crazy shit Oh, I heard it's happen. like great, unhinged, crazy, like chaos. Oh I don't God. know how it'll be. At, at the things that I've heard about it, it's just crazy. But hopefully it's like a coherent crazy that yes. we're able to like follow and everything. Right. Well, Which I think it will be, but. The first season of Ultimate Girls Trip was like the pros and the, like, like the ones who have been lasting and like yes. the ones who really know how to do the show. And so they were bringing their light drama, but it really was more like a celebration of Housewives yeah, as a franchise and lovely, like a retrospective. Watch, yeah. This is, I think, going to be like Housewives. And trying to get back on their franchises. Yes. Like trying With something to, to do... prove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Wow. I think. I hope. I hope. 
Danny, are you, do you watch 90 Day Fiance at all? You know, I dipped in a while ago, but okay. I haven't been in a while. It's been years. I, I'm 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 officially back in. You're back in. Is it and good? I, and I, I, I love it. And I do have to say, I really still am hurt. I, there's a little bit of pain. I watched you, a whole season of it. But you didn't like it. And that Can I say me. why? The episodes are too long. They're yeah, it's it hard does, to keep up with. That's what I that's the problem. I loved it, but it was too, it was very long. He's in pain. I'm in pain. I've watched Survivor for you. Survivor's very easy to watch. I've watched I've watched many You episodes. haven't watched Survivor for me. I said you should watch Survivor. You started watching it and you loved <gasps> it. I just, into that I, just for I just want you to take one of my recommendations. I so. do. I watched a whole season of Randy Fiance. I was absolutely Matthew, amazed. Just watch it for him. I'm going know. to. It's just can I say there's so much out there like when and just like that is out there also you know i'm working on a show i work long hard hours he's so hurt look at him he's hurt hurt. (laughs) well with him is darcy still on it darcy is still on a (laughs) dark wow you you didn't watch the darcy season yes i did oh my god because that's really hooked me and i've interviewed darcy a couple times you have and it's been wild Darcy, and then Darcy has her own spinoff with Darcy and Stacy with her twin. My boyfriend watches that. So I feel like <sighs> I, I like keep up with them and I keep up with Darcy like peripherally. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I know where she's at and everything. But I love Darcy. The Darcy of it all was crazy. Right. Darcy. I don't know how she still is on the show, but it was. I mean, I don't know. She she, she figures out a way to stay in there and it's pretty impressive. Darcy's so is her star. second relationship working? Tom, no. <laughs> Tom is because oh the my first God. guy was completely Jesse, insane. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. I watched that season. That that's a crazy season. But you need to watch. You needed to watch either season three of Before the Ninety Days with Angela, or season oh no, four. Angela. I, oh, love. I watched that one. Okay, yeah, with Angela. Yeah, <sighs> it's just. So... I mean, it's really good. The Caesar, the the Caesar storyline. The guy who goes <laughs> to Mexico and buys like the candy pan, the candy panties and oh, shit. Oh yeah, no, it's that... it's so it's so incredible to see. Like this is. Peak. This is so tragic and sad. I mean, I mean, I guess that's why people don't l- latch onto it because it's pure despair. No, that doesn't misery. bother me. That part doesn't bother me. <laughs> like okay. I like that. Well, you, and you know, it is kind of like like by by the time those things really happen, you actually are happy that you've watched so much of it because it's like I just think they they could they could afford to cut like two storylines out. Always, yeah, yeah. like always. I just feel I like agree. I want to see more of the people you love because then when when you go away from them, it's like. Ugh, like some some people I just was not responding yes, to. Yes, that's no, that's fine. That's you fine. know, that's fine. I went I was covering it on my show for like a Caesar. It was around that uh-huh. I think it was before the 90 days with Darcy. And they invited me to like a mixer to come and interview like some it was at a, a gay bar in West Hollywood. I forget uh-huh. where it was. But uh there was like a, a whole slew of the characters there, right? Wow. And I was new to the world and they were like setting they were bringing people to me to like interview and I didn't know who these people were and so I got like a a crash course on like oh. all of these stars of that show of that franchise and it was crazy it was like i can't you i mean it's shocking to me that darcy is the star of that channel right right <laughs> like, that's of crazy of, of tlc she is the star she's the T- like the face of tlc she's the <laughs> i don't know like so that's like that that part of her part of her probably is like oh god i hope none of this shit works out on the face of tlc exactly. i got to stay on the show exactly exactly she needs a lot of 90 day periods there you go, and she, she she'll, she'll stay. She'll stay. And She's then a star. They, now they have a spinoff. Darcy and That's Stacey. Crazy. Her sister. Oh my god. Are it's, you able to tell I the like difference between the Darcy? And, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Stacy looks a lo- has 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 had better work done. Okay. Unfortunately, that's. But anyway. I hate to hear it. Anyway, Be- before we go into I don't think so, honey, tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, the book is good. It's a it's a lot of nostalgia, pop culture, a lot of family stories. It's comedic, and then there's some drama in there too. It's a, an essay collection, so there's funny stuff and some dramatic stuff. 
I can't wait. I can't wait I, I'm really wait. proud of it. Like I, I'm, I love it. I hope everyone gets it. Pre-order. It's out March eighth. How do I unremember this? And How I'm going I on tour. Yeah. So, oh, great. Where are you going? Oh, yeah. I'll be in New York, uh, Chicago, Boston, Cleveland, and uh, L.A. Stadiums. And then, yeah. <laughs> they're all I'm Gillette. Part, I'm partnered with independent bookstores, so you great. can come to you know and support the independent bookstores, or oh, order from your local bookstore if you want to. Wonderful. Um, and then I'm doing South by Southwest. So oh, I'm fuck be, yeah. That's so great. Perfect. I've always wanted to go to South by. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... 
Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, so I guess it's time for I Don't Think So, Honey, huh? It's time. Wow, this is that moment when we take one minute to rail against something in pop culture that um, we just, we we want to put on notice, on burn notice. On burn notice. And then really just drag them through the goddamn mud. But I have something and it it will put a button on my feelings on a particular topic. Okay, okay, great. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Sada Ramirez having to play Che Diaz. This is one of the most talented people Mm, in the world. Go online and I want you to YouTube two videos. One is Whatever Happened to My Part from Spamalot. This human being is the most talented person in the so world. I understand Che Diaz seemed like an opportunity for a li- of a lifetime, but it, the Che of it all is keeping Sara Ramirez from being Sara Ramirez. The second video I want you to watch is Buenos Aires from Evita. There is a performance seconds. that Sara Ramirez does of this that is standing the test of time forever. This is one of the most talented musical theater performers in the world. Uh-huh. I understand why they were like, throw them a song in and and just like that. Mm-hmm. But all it did was piss me off because I'm like, if I'm in the audience in this world of and just like that, and I know it's surreal and Magritte, but I'm saying, why aren't they on Broadway? Is the, is the pilot Five musical? Seconds. It should be. If it's not, I don't think so, honey. Sara Ramirez, come back to the stage. And that's one minute. When, Wonderful. When you see people that can do anything. I know, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. They sang that Brandy Carlisle song, The yeah, Story. Yeah, The Story. And... And I think they sang Unreal. Chasing Cars. They, yeah, I, I they, think they all sang, it was like a group thing. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They did How to Save a Life too. Yeah. Oh my I, God. Think. I think that everyone, maybe that was like broken up. Every single person did a little I bit. I think Kyler uh-huh. Lee could sing. Yeah. And Ellen Pompeo's not a singer. She shouldn't have to sing. Right. Why are we trying uh, to ask, make her sing? We shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be doing that. But that musical episode existed because they were like, I mean, here's Sada. So like let's right. let's have it happen. That was that was at a time in Gray's history. When I don't know if they still do this, but like they were they were doing a lot of gimmicky episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it was that same season. That same season season they did, and I liked this episode where it was real time. It, like it all took place in an hour. Yes, I liked that too, and I kind of liked that. I a also lot. loved the documentary. I hated the documentary. Oh, I don't like I, that either. I see, and that was when Mandy Moore died. That's right. First of all, when Mandy Moore <laughs> died on Grey's Anatomy, that was a moment in culture. Yeah, we we actually missed that on top two hundred moments. We did. Culture, so we might we have did. to do another list. Might have to do another list. But um, when Manny Moore died, that was incredible. And just Chandra like t- t- taking it to camera, being like, "Yeah, she's dead." <sighs> um, also, I, I mean, I like all their disaster episodes. My joke is always, "There's a lion loose on Wisteria Lane." Like basically during sweeps when the tornado Kyle came, Chandler and the bomb. Yeah, yeah. the bomb. The, the so Grey's Anatomy and Desperate Housewives were so good at it when they would do their event episodes. Yes. My favorite is when there was a twister. On Wisteria Lane, and John Slattery took a white picket fence to the chest and died, and Eva Longoria was free. I want that reboot. Me too. Uh huh. uh -huh. It's Bowen Yang's time for Adam. Really, I don't have anything. I didn't have anything until I started speaking. Sometimes that's not true. You you had it ready to go before you uh, before you uttered the phrase. You don't know me at all. You don't know me. You don't know me. Okay. You don't know me. Oh, I, I've got something. Okay, see, okay. this is what I'm saying. Like, sometimes go. it just It was comes. sitting there in the back. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this 
is Bowen Yang, the one and only. First of all, let's just say I love that I get to be here and watch this in person. I, this is I, we haven't done this in a Isn't while. It in amazing. Person. I feel like I'm just I'm getting like a live show. I feel like excited. I'm excited. Well, <laughs> well we're gonna get the show. Yeah, gonna and be just, isn't it just amazing to watch us work? You know, it like, is. it's so like when 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 you get in the room and it's like it's really electricity, you know, it's electricity is what it is. <laughs> what is this Ramona energy? <laughs> it's really happening, you know. I'm, I'm incredible. You gaslighting me. Um, that's gaslighting. That's gaslighting. Should Ebony come back? Well, I don't know. We'll think about well, it. During, I... during Bowen's, I don't think so, honey. <laughs> and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Anytime someone's like, this person looks like you. Uh, it never goes well. Uh, they never get it right. They always show you some, like, <laughs> person who, like, I don't know, like, is missing, like, six of your chromosomes or something. Like, it does. It never looks like you. Do you no. guys, do, do people do this with you guys? Yes, like, yeah, your relatives yeah, yeah. and shit? Like, it's like, it never, ever, ever makes you think, wow, they really do look like me, don't they? What are you trying? What is the end game there? 30 seconds. When someone is like, this person looks like you. What do you expect the other person to say? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what that conversational exchange, what that mm-hmm. exchange is supposed to be. Yeah. And you're putting me in a weird position to be like, I 15. think that's not what I look like. Or you like kill a part of yourself to be like, Haha, yeah, you're yeah. right. I don't like it. Five it, seconds. It sets up, um, you know, something very contentious. And I don't know. It makes me like you, respect you much less. Don't and ever do that. That's one minute. Yeah. You know, unless it's going to be like a model or like a huge movie star, like it shouldn't be done. You know no. who people were telling me I looked like? <laughs> do you remember the teenage girl who was texting her boyfriend to kill himself? Oh, Wait, my who? God. Uh, what was her name? She was, But they did just a documentary about <laughs> yes, her on it, and, and so everyone was like, you look like <gasps> her. <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, the well, documentary was good. It was a, it was an incredible documentary. I also th- would argue that people shouldn't say, you shouldn't say about yourself that you look like anyone either. Do you remember back in the day when people were posting their doppelganger online? Yeah, no one. Yes. Like, it's like I don't think you should say like every gay person was like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's like you don't look like Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> no. or whoever it was. It's right, like, right. You're like, wait a minute, like what? Like the, what is this? That was uncomfortable too. This dysmorphic view of yourself. Wait, okay, her name was Michelle yeah. Carter. Michelle, wait, <laughs> but uh, but she, no, but she looks like fucking like she looks like Cara Delevingne. She, she yeah, looks yeah. like Cara Delevingne, and I think I. Th- Wait, who's playing? I her? think Kara is playing. No, her. no, no. Someone. Some, oh, no, no, no. It's someone else. It's someone else. It's someone else. Who the fuck is playing her? Um, Al Fanning. Al Fanning. Is that is that it? Her. Yes, I'm, it's Al Fanning. Is it? it it's Al Fanning is playing Michelle who Carter. Who is playing? This is Michelle is, Carter. Who is playing Michelle Carter? Oh, it says Varder. My I have really big thumbs. Elle Fanning hey, is doing it. And I think I saw a photo of Elle with like a, her blocked brows and like like these chunky brows and like making that like sad Michelle Carter face and, and, and like with that hair. And I was like, honestly, chic. Did you see the photos of Renee Zellweger playing that um, podcast? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What? They put her in a fat suit. They did. And it was shocking to me. Yeah. I didn't see the, the video. I guess there's a trailer. Is there a trailer? I don't know. What is she playing? I'm, she's she's in a fat suit playing a po- <laughs> It's like a pot, someone, a killer. She's in fact, she's playing a podcast killer. <laughs> something like that. She's playing a killer? I think, or something. What's going on? Look, you just look up Renee Zellweger new movie or show. I think it's an NBC show. <laughs> okay, Renee. With Judy Greer's in it too, who we love. Oh, but we love. Renee Zellweger new show. Literally, my jaw dropped when I saw the image. It okay, was... wait. Okay. Um... Did you find it? Renee Zellweger is unrecognizable in trailer for true crime series The Thing About Pam. Okay, wait. Yep. Right. This is so... 
<laughs> Renee Zellweger is unrecognizable as a Midwestern murdering mom. Okay, wait. Yeah, she. they really did go. Wow. They went the distance on this one. Okay. And huh. I'm concerned that it's NBC. We love NBC, but it's like, I'm concerned that she did all of that for a network, like, procedural. It, yeah, yeah. Zellweger stars as Pam Hupp. P-A-M-H-U-P-P. A, a, a real person? I a middle-aged yeah. mother and insurance office worker, she's not a podcaster, unfortunately, who in 2011 <laughs> became embroiled in a brutal slashing murder for which she is currently facing charges. This is what she looks like in the show. Hmm. Unc- incredible. The shoes. Why can't, just, just, cast, just cast a fat person. That's kind of what I think, but, oh, look, Josh Dumel is in it. He is? Yeah, there's, I mean... It's hard to even focus on anything else when you see that photo of Renee Zellweger. Like, you can't even see the other people in the I mean, background. this is my new lock screen, though. That's 100% <laughs> sure, it. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. Like, that's incredible. But, wow. Well, I think it's time for Danny. I think it I might be so, time honey. for okay. Danny okay, Pellegrino's I Don't Think So, Honey. A moment in time, this is. Okay, this is Danny Pellegrino's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey. The View. I love, <gasps> we just talked about The View, of course, all yes. these things. We love The View, and I, it's one of the most incredible shows on TV. 25 years, and it's still making headlines. My problem is oh. that they never address the headlines and the hot topics when they're in the headlines. And I think we need to finally yes. start breaking down that fourth wall. Yep. If Whoopi's uh, going to be taking a two-week leave absence, then I want to hear the host talk about it the next day on the yes. Hot Topics table, because the other shows are talking about it. The talk is talking about it. The real Bill Maher. The other shows are talking about it. So yes. let's sit the women down. I want to know what Sunny thinks of it. I want to know what Joy thinks of it. When they're searching for a conservative, a conservative co-host to replace Megan McCain, Page Six is writing about it. Every magazine's writing about it. Let's have the girls sit down and talk about what. Uh, who do we want? Mm-hmm. Who do we like from the past? What's This is a hot topic culturally, so let's address it as a hot topic in the show, but instead they decide to not talk about it. And I want to hear those women talk about it because the view is a pop culture phenomenon and it's in the zeitgeist and when it is in the zeitgeist I want it to be a hot topic like it Five rightfully seconds. is and I love the show more than anything and I only say this because I care and I want the show to address it then that's what minute that's wonderful incredible Sorry. I mean here's the deal that was oh my god and uh, truly the the, the, the the density it was the most words per minute we've had in a very long in time in a very long time and that's because it's deserving of it because the fact is the view is being left in the dust by the real and the talk, I don't even care about the talk, but the real is the best panel daytime show on television right now. Really? Yes. Because Gar- they have Garcelle now, who's a great center. Right, right, right. She- Garcelle is such good vibes. Yeah. She's good, yeah. And Adrian and Lonnie are always like, they always, and Jeannie, who's amazing, like, they always have like, they they it's never contentious between them but they disagree and i'm never nervous watching it because mm-hmm. it feels like they all have like a respectful working relationship mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the view i had to stop watching the view because it feels toxic to me like and i get nervous it's watching always it. Been toxic. it just feels so weird to me though that, it, that there could be a story like the whoopee thing or like right. whatever it is it happens all the time and yeah then it's like then you turn on the show and it's not on the hot topics and it's like it would be such a great opportunity for us yes. to like sit and talk. Like, there's been so much back and forth of like, should Whoopi have gotten a two week break, and should or should she have not, or should mm-hmm. she have been fired completely, whatever it is. And I feel like that could have made such an explosive yes. thing to hear Joy and Sunny and Sarah and Anna or whoever sitting and talking. Like, oh yeah, I actually, I, you know, I think Whoopi should have been here. Or right. I don't. I think she should have been whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's when this thing happens with Wendy Williams too. When it's like when she becomes a story, she doesn't talk about it. She doesn't talk about herself because, for whatever reasons, like she's she's allowed to keep that private. But like, there it does kind of like chip away at the whole 
I don't know, uh, exist, the reason for existence of your show. It's like, well, then why aren't you talking about yourself if you're the story? I think that it really boils down to the fact that it would piss Whoopi off. And I don't think Whoopi would come back if Whip, if Whoopi was being discussed on the show and like if there were anything negative about her. Because yeah. I don't, I, I actually, from what I understand about Whoopi from like the stuff that's written about the um, show and like the stories around the show is that she kind of does actually run the ship even if it feels like and the the um vibe that she wants to give off is that she kind of doesn't really care about mm-hmm. it she actually very much does yeah yeah and i think that there's you know a lot of like main character energy there and she's not going to be you know dragged by her own show but it's it's interesting because it's actually like it is a fascinating discussion about like when someone is a cultural icon and like has learning to do and messes up like that. It feels very in line of what the view yes, does. Yes. Normally, does talk about it, yeah. right because because right. I mean that's one thing I really I'm so tired of hearing them talk about cancel culture because I I just don't think that they I think that they Sunny in particular is always like I don't like this cancel culture like it's that simple and they do discuss this topic all the time. Mm-hmm. So for it to be in their own home and not address it feels like a missed opportunity. And, and also like if you, and, if you want people to watch, like people would watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many logistics around it. And I'm sure, sure it's it, like you said, maybe they don't want to whoop you to be upset or whatever it is, yeah. but it just happens time and time again, where the view is making like worldwide news and they're, being talked about because that they're that girl. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, always yeah. talk about. But so it's like let's. I, I don't know. Let's address it some a little bit on air. Right. Like right. It, it feels like um, the thing about the real too. I don't know if you ever watched the real. Like the real is so good because they actually will get personal with each other. I love that you're mm. a real stand. Oh, I love <laughs> the real. I, love, I never like, knew this. First stuff. of all, Lonnie Love cries every day. Ah, we love. Lonnie. It's always a thing of like, and you know, and then you'll hear Adrian go, <laughs> oh, and you'll hear something, and Garcelle will be like, okay. <laughs> all right and like Gina will be like we're here for you and Lonnie will be like I just feel like and then she'll just like go into like yeah. a, 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 and they're crying all the time they, and they like I love they that. carve out time in the show it's like it's like they literally say like and now we're gonna get personal and it's like time for them to cry that's, that that is something you tune in for yes, yes. yes and that's I don't know it's like it's that that relaxed actual friend energy yeah. that I like like I don't, I don't know and i just feel like with the view first of all why don't they just find a fucking fifth host already like it, ha- it has to be a conservative person right like, i guess so. yeah and you know I, there's a podcast called deja the view and they were talking about how there is some world that they could find someone like a different kind of left person and and sort of yeah. examine the group the differences amongst the group as they are yes. and it feels uh almost like they kind of skate over the fact that this group does also have disinterest or, or um, differing opinions within there, but mm-hmm. they don't really explore it because they're looking for like the the person who like rounds at rounds it out, quote unquote. But it's like you don't need to do that. It's yeah. already rounded out in some way. Like, think, let's find what's what's differing it within. Unless you invite, like, I mean, God, this 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 might they'll just end up with another like person who cannot meaningfully or like constructively bring anything to the conversation they'll just bring in like some like right-wing nutcase i think you know yeah, that's like, the thing i think is that they're trying to figure out a way to put someone on the show that's palatable and also like reasonable and also conservative which but like that's not the base right now there's not a reasonable exactly. like <laughs> that that type of voice so i always feel like 
to get away from this thing we have right now, which is essentially like four centrist Democrats, because they all kind of think the same shit. Um, like there are like little differences, but the conversation doesn't really go anywhere. I think they need to like get someone that's either really progressive, like they don't have anyone that's like truly progressive, and then someone that's like, I don't know, like Jedediah Bila or whatever, like that's like a, like a like a libertarian, but that's good on television. I never, I, I never realized, I never understood why they got rid of her so fast. I think there's also a, a world too where. It doesn't have to be like a political talking head. You know, some of the best people in View history have been uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck or something who mm-hmm. who lean right, but they're from a reality show or something like right, that. Like, right, I, think, yeah. I don't think we have to have like a political commentator sure, who's sure. right or leans right. And you just I, need someone who's good on television. Yeah. 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 Yep. Someone who's good. In te- yeah. Yeah. And know. I think that that's I hope they're listening. I do love the view, though. I hate, I hate that you would just talk sh- shit about it. Well, I, I had to bail on it. I'm sorry. Um, And, and I, I'm sorry because. I'm going to protect my energy first. I get it. Well, <laughs> okay. and you're a real stand, so I, you have to defend your ladies. I, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I, when <laughs> they put Garcelle it. on the show, I was like, oh, now I'm really You're watching. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Garcelle. I do, too. She came on my show when she was uh, promoting uh, Tenna, which is, like, her incontinence. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for <laughs> and her. And it was so funny because she kept having to bring up Tenna. Like, She's coming the, on Las Coach. She's coming on this show. She's the best. She's yeah. the best. She's got That's a book coming out, too. That's going to be exciting. Oh, Are my you gonna, God. And I read the book. Oh, ha- did you read it? Read, She's gonna read, no, no, you're, are you oh, going to read it? Go. And I read the book. Well, I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was good. Please do it. And well, I read, read the book. book. Um, and speaking of reading books, gotta how say, do I unrem- how do I unremember this? There's some good gay stories, too. There's a, you know. I, a, I cannot, this is all I talked about. And I told him, all I talked about in therapy yesterday was, well, this, okay, let, full, let me just finish up the Hari Neff thing. I read oh, yeah. her Instagram caption and it's so beautifully written. And I was like, I was stoned, and I thought my stoner narcissistic thought was, um, "God, I used to be a like a decent writer like this once." And I was like, "You know what I have to do? I start. I got to start reading books again." Mm-hmm. And then I went to Barnes and Noble at the Grove yesterday. Absolutely, picked yeah. up an Eve Babbitt, picked up a, a Joan Didion. I haven't read, and then <sighs> now I got another a third same, book. Same league as those. Same two league as those two. I you know, love holding a book too. Like to me, there's oh, something I like know. even buying a book, holding it. Like I love it. I was like on this whole like oh like e-reader iPad kick of like reading my books on that, but no, like it, mm-hmm. it, you can't have the thing be on the same thing as the distraction. You know, like yeah. it has to be its own thing that you can fully separate from. Just all this bullshit on my yeah. phone, you know. And I'm also reading a book right now. I'm reading uh, Jennifer Lewis's yes. uh, autobiography. The, yeah, I'm working with her right now, and she's incredible. Oh, and so I have in my trailer um, the Mother of Black Hollywood, which is her book. And it's she recalled it that because she's truly played everyone, every like black superstar's mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's also a legend in yes, her own right. Yes. And she's got so many amazing stories. She like originated Effie White. Um, oh, and then God. they ended up going with Jennifer Holiday for no. the Broadway thing, and it was like this. Cra- uh, but anyway, there's stories on stories, and I I can't recommend that book enough either. And she's so in the pages, and she's just amazing. So, but lovely. But also, how do I unremember this? Go buy it. Unfortunately, true stories. You can pre-order it. You're gonna get it on March eighth. Yes. And um, dear God, we end every episode with the song. Oh, but Danny, thank you so much. Thank for you so for having me. This was like a dream come true. I love you both. Oh my God. We, I mean, yeah, so the, truly everything honor. iconic is such a good podcast, and I'm telling you, truly a tour de force every episode. You. Yeah, you're so good. So um, good. We end every episode with a song. I, I wish they all could be California girls. I wish they all could be California girls. Oh, stunning. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. 